Hello, we are No More Sexist Shit. I'm Beth. I'm Louise. And you're listening to episode four of our new podcast, and we're going to be talking all about Marvel's Hawkeye. Before we get into anything, another spoiler warning, we will spoil everything. So if you haven't watched it, go away, watch it, or at least find out the spoilers. So a summary of this season was that during the Battle of New York, Kate Bishop um, house is attacked, so then we see Hawkeye save New York, and she finds that really inspirational. So she's like, I'm going to be a superhero. And then we see a flash forward to her at a charity auction where she attends with her parent, a mum, and her mum's fiancé. Um, we see that the Ronin costume has been up for sale. She puts it on and tries to defeat bad guys who's attacking, saves Without a dog. Without knowing what the costume is. Yes, and she saves a dog, which is very cute. Pizza. And then we see she meets Clint Barton, who's like, wait, you're just a kid? And he takes her back to her apartment with a tracksuit attack, and they say, we need to stop them coming after you because they now think that she's Ronan. And then the tracksuit mafia um, capture Clint because he wants him to capture so that they go, don't go after Kate, but then Kate tries to rescue him, fails. And then we have this discussion between them about who Ronan is and how Ronan killed the mafia boss's dad. Then we find out that there's a bigger picture going on and... Kate thinks that her mum's fiancé is the one to blame, so she tries to investigate with the help of Clint, and they try and solve this whole problem before Christmas. So then I can go back to his kids for Christmas, but then we find out it's not all it seems. The fiancé is not actually guilty, she thinks. We find out her mum is actually guilty when Yelena Bova comes and says that her mum hired her to kill Clint Barton. And then in the finale, we see Yelena try to kill Clint because of her sister's death, and Kate trying to save her mum, who is now being threatened by the mafia, and we see how that develops. Totally. A fun-packed series. Lots to digest. So, our main character of the series, of course, is Hawkeye himself, Clint, played by Jeremy Renner. We see this whole season that Ronan, we see the consequences of Ronan and his past, and what happened during the blip for him and how he handled his family blipping out, basically, which is not what you expect from Hawkeye. You don't expect them to kind of go on a killing spree, <laughs> which no, is essentially what he did. It's very endgame oriented, orientated, orientated. Mm-hmm. The way that um, he's like Ronan and he's getting back to his family and all this. Yeah, totally. We find out that he's actually got hearing loss now mm-hmm. because of the ex- many explosions. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's not explained. I don't get yeah, why. It, I, yeah, it's not explained very clearly. Like, I mean, it makes sense, the amount of explosions that go off. Some, like, they should really all have hearing loss, the amount of explosions yeah. that go off around them. Yeah, I think the problem was that... Um, it says it was like all the explosions when people were saying it would only be one that would actually cause yeah. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was int- it was an interesting, but they're giving hearing hearing aids, which mm-hmm. is more like the comics. Where yeah, he's deaf. Mm-hmm. 
and um, cool. sign language actually a big part of this season. yeah totally which was nice we see clint still mourning natasha um yes. after her untimely death which has left many grieving with him <laughs> um yes and we see this particularly in when he's watching the Rogers, the musical, and yes. he just turns his hearing aid off. And his daughter says, like, did you turn your hearing aid off? And he was like, what? <laughs> but yeah, he did. So yeah, it was very sad. He was he was very sad because he was like, Tasha, and they were besties. They had a, a unique bond. Yeah, I don't know why he went to see the musical in the first place, but I understand it was relevant to the plot. So. They probably, the way I saw it, they probably invited him as one of their special guests. Like the musical, yeah. they'd be like, we'll give you complimentary tickets. And he, it was like bad publicity-wise if he didn't go, so he probably had yeah. to go. That's the way I saw it. Yeah, I don't know how it would work, because I would think that if you were pretending to be a person, you'd have to get their permission yeah so you think they would screen it before the Avengers would like approve it before but yeah yeah it's interesting um we'll talk more about the musical later um yes. we also see Clint kind of taking ownership of this young girl Kate Bishop who just is in awe of Hawkeye and ha- yeah. he's inspired her growing up um, which is a really nice relationship they, they have. I think he pushes her away a lot because, for one thing, he doesn't want anyone else to die because of him, as he sees it. Yeah, he's a very fatherly figure to, like, yeah. everybody in the Avengers. Yeah. yeah. And like... he has newfound fame in this, yeah. <laughs> which is interesting, because I think a lot of the time... In the previous films, you don't really see that apart from maybe um, Iron Man, because obviously yeah. his identity is revealed. But it was interesting seeing this in this kind of post-endgame world. Yeah. Especially with the fact that people think that Thanos was right. That was absolutely thing to say mm-hmm. that people think actually the world was better when half the people weren't here, which was quite dark to start the series off. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to Clint's family. Um, Lila and Nathaniel. Yep. Growing up now. (laughs) Yeah, they're all grown up pretty much. They Um, are due to be spending time with their father before Christmas. And they go and see Hawkeye as a family. And they're missing their aunt. Who isn't? (laughs) I think is the question. After the show, just as the... She's dead show. I feel mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah, but, and yeah. basically because Hawkeye has duties as a hero and to help Kate Bishop and he gets keeps getting pulled back into his old ways, their kids obviously miss their dad and there's a really touching phone call between his son that Clint has no hearing at this point like I think is that when the mm. hearing aid was broken yes yeah and Kate is having to write it down so that he knows what to say and it was a really yeah a heartbreaking thing yeah. to watch but at the same time the kids are used to him not being there which I think is yeah. maybe more heartbreaking yeah um, I think the youngest Nathaniel says 
it's okay if you're not home for Christmas. Yeah. Which is really sad. But yeah. it's really, it shows, it's like, the dad just goes away all the time. Yeah, yeah. Which is quite tragic. Especially, they're in New York without the mum, so it's like, they spend so much time with the mum, and it's nice, really. Yeah. Especially because, considering up to Age of Ultron, we don't actually see his family. So that's no, like totally. how removed we are from this. We've got a whole character development over so many years, and the family's mm-hmm. not even mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Laura Barton, Linda Cardinelli. She's really supportive of her husband, which is nice. It's quite nice to see. She's like not annoyed them. The fact that he's just running off to save this random person he met, but she's really supportive of her. And we get some mystery with her because there's a watch that we don't know. And that's what actually getting sold at the auction that Kate was at. But we don't know that this is related. Um, she speaks German at one point to hide what she's saying to her kids, which was like, oh, why does she speak German? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, at the end, we find out that she was Agent 19. So she was actually a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Oh. Which I thought was a funny callback to when Tony Stark first meets her and said, you're a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Mm-hmm. And obviously, yeah, because Agent 19 in the comic book books is Mockingbird, who is a different person because in Age of S.H.I.E.L.D., Mockingbird is Bobby Moss, who's a different person. But of course, in the comics, Bobby Moss did date Clint Barton. So they've kind of split the character into, yeah. mm-hmm. but there's much debate as to whether they've just erased Mockingbird from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or is it two different characters? So there's much debate about that mm. because Mockingbird, Agent 19, does generally be the love interest of Hawkeye. Interesting. We'll see if they are two different people. Yeah. Moving on to Kate Bishop now, who is played by Hayley Steinfield. What a, what a gal. Yeah. She is, I, she reminds me a lot of actually Peter Parker, Tom Holland's, yeah. you know, this, I suppose it's just the whole generational thing. I think they class our generation. <laughs> um, yeah. There's definitely a type of representation and stereotype that they use. But at the same time, it's very entertaining to watch. Yeah. She she's is relatable. I yeah, she's like. really relatable. She just wants to help people. You know, she's yeah. a really, it's very much like Steve Rogers before he became Captain America. You know, he yeah. was, he still had hero qualities before yeah. he then became the hero. That, yeah, it was good. I like the fact that she didn't randomly decide to be a hero. She mm-hmm. did from a young age. But yeah. then she trained so much. Yeah. She trained in archery, gymnastics, yeah. martial arts. And that's why she can actually be the hero. She's not just became it like Peter Parker. Yeah, totally. And it, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. She, her mother does paint her as quite an immature person and she is yeah. quite... The yeah. first time we see her, she destroys a bell tower for no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that does start off the whole Hawkeye is quite a fun person, but she does have a serious note. She does try and save people. Yeah, totally. Which is nice. Yeah. And she's just a bit goofy and obviously she saves the dog and... Yeah, she's just a bit goofy and is a, is a likeable character. I think everyone likes her right off the bat. Yeah, she has a hard week <laughs> because we do get the whole, it's going down to Christmas. It's very rom-commy and we're counting down to Christmas. Yeah. I like that. But in this week to Christmas, she has a horrible time. Mm-hmm. She comes home from college and she finds out her mum's married a guy she met before. We don't know. He likes swords. That's his main personality trait. And she doesn't even find out from her mum, which is quite tragic. Yeah, that's not great. She finds out from the creepy old man. 
And she later, this is a spoiler, she later does turn her mum in to the police. Yeah. So, not great. Not great no. for her. No. And on top a... of that, she misses her father a lot. Underst- it was understandable. It was really quite yeah. tragic. She's definitely looking to Hawkeye to fill the fatherly role. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, oh. She has Pizza Dog or Lucky, another comic book reference. This is oh, very is comic book in this yeah, series, yeah, yeah. I which it. I quite like. Um, yeah. It's very cute. The pizza. Dog. The dog. I love pizza. It's a golden retriever. And for yes. those of you who don't know, I have a golden retriever. So it was, oh, I love seeing oh. golden retrievers in it. No, it's very good. I like the bows they all carry around the whole time mm-hmm. because they just, she just carries a bow. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's cool. And I, I love her costume as well. Yes. It's just, so cool. Yeah. She's such the importance of branding, which she tries to tell Clint because, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just gonna say about you know her cuts and scrapes and how Clint has to help her and stuff. And it was I I can't I when I was watching it I think we we watched an episode every day like my family yeah. and I um at lunchtime or a couple and I was kind of daunted that their scars and scrapes hadn't just magically disappeared for the next episode. Yeah. Which I think in a lot of kind of action movies, it's they get a serious cut or a serious injury, and then in the next episode or five minutes later, it's just completely gone. So I thought in that sense, it was really good and to see, you know, that heroes do great work, but they're obviously injured as well. And it hurts. You see the scene where Hawkeye's just lying back in pain. It's like, he is an old man now. Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure Jeremy Renner was feeling the same way having to do all of those stunts because it gets to the point where you've been doing them for so long, your body just can't take them anymore. Like Ten years of that. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. The wig. She wears a wig the whole film or the whole TV show. Really? I didn't know that. Um, sometimes it looks like a wig, sometimes it really doesn't, which is impressive oh. and also impressive. Like, if you look in, because it's not actually her hair, which is quite impressive, the way they do make it look like her hair. Yeah. How, why yeah. Why was that? I don't think. I think just because she got the wrong hair colour. Haley Steinfeld's got brown hair. Right. Bishop's got black. So. Yeah. Interesting. Well, you said to maintain. Yeah. Because he does that so much, even if you've got the right hair colour, just so they don't yeah. just sit and make up for ages. Yeah. Yeah. Just interesting. But pick up other points. Shall we go on to Eleanor Bishop, her mum? Yeah. Um... She's mysterious from the first episode where she's getting threatened by the old creepy guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know his name. Um, they wants to. No. Can't remember. No. Yeah. Uh, she's played by Vera Farmiga. I think that's yeah. how you pronounce her name, who I love to bits. She's been in so much stuff. And mostly she, she's done a lot of horror based TV really? and film. She did the whole Conjuring series. She's one of the main characters in that. And she is in Bates Motel, another great Ooh, horror good. TV show. Um, so it was nice to see her kind of branching out a little bit from yeah. the horror race side of things and kind of coming more to action and comic superhero stuff. She's the head of Bishop Security, mm-hmm. which is good because then she has like reasons to be able to track people. Kate can track people. Yeah. And of course, they are very rich in the Hawkeye series, which is part of the whole story arc. Yeah. So we get to see the other side of that. Mm-hmm. Because in other Marvel TV shows like Falcon and Soldier, we see how they don't actually get paid. 
Mm-hmm. So then she's got like the mind got to fall back on. Yeah. Now she doesn't because her mum's in jail. It's yeah. She, the mum is quite evil. She sets her feet on top. So that was kind of mean. Yeah, she's made some questionable decisions and choices. Yes. She and kills a guy. Sure. Yeah, she kills a guy. She doesn't really... I don't know that she has the right reasons for it all yeah. the time. She, well, she's in debt to Kingpin because she got lent money. But yeah. then I think that's just to keep her lifestyle that she has. Mm-hmm. It's like a really nice, extravagant lifestyle that she's... I get the sense here. that she's quite narcissistic. Yeah. In a way, because she lives very comfortably. And as you said, she doesn't really want to give that up. She wants to make a family the image of perfection. Yeah. She hosts the charity da- galas and dinners and she says to Kate, come what we she's like, wear this specific thing. She's very controlling of her family mm-hmm. and how perfect they are. And I think that ties into a relationship with Jack, because Jack's very wealthy family, very good family. And she's like, this has to be perfect. And I think she she at the start of the, we see her argue with her husband before he dies. And that's very much because she's like, this has to be perfect. Yeah, she. I mean, she's a perfectionist. I think that totally deludes yeah. her whole world completely and poisons everything she wants. She values other people's, how other people perceive them more than what really matters. Yeah, she doesn't want her daughter to be a superhero. Mm-hmm. And we have that discussion with Clint because she recognises Clint. She was quite motherly of her. Totally. Because she's like... It quite savage at the same time. She was yeah. like, you know, people die around you. That was quite harsh. But mm-hmm. she's true because Kate does get very injured in this TV show. Totally. Because... I mean, that end battle, end fight with Yelena was so funny. She what? And then they talk about, um, oh, we'll get onto this later, but yeah. they talk about their their good like fights and stuff that they did. And she was yeah. like, that really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> funny. It was very comedic. It was it was great. I like that mm-hmm. good sinister mum moment because I like at the start we make well, it's shown to the viewers that Jack is evil, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's actually her, which is a good plot twist. Totally, and it g- gave me a lot of Mother Gothel vibes from Tangle. Yeah, it was yeah same vibe. Even our like clothing choice is quite Tangled because she wears lots of red. Red, and- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe they were hinting at that. Maybe it was just coincidental. Well, she does want Kate to just stay safe. Yeah. And just not go out to the world. Maybe the red represents danger. A warning. I don't know. Going back to higher English. Well, with TV shows, you don't know if you have to analyse it too much. But then you also, yeah. Shall we go on to Jack then? Yeah. Who loves swords, and that's his main personality trait. Yeah, pretty much. He's played by Tony Dalton. He has a cracking mustache. I have. He to really say. does. I mean, that is awesome. Um, you guys need to look up his mustache if you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's cracking. Yeah. Um, he has yeah. a fit sword fight with Kate. Just, which I've I've got a slight continue continuality peeve about that. Um, Kate goes up and gets two of her sword uh, fencing outfits. Uh-huh. He puts one on. How does that fit him? I know. <laughs> that makes... What? Maybe... No, I have no <laughs> justification. But it was a good sword fight. And the mum's like, what are you doing? You're a sword fight. And they're just, you have swords in your house. They're going to fight. Yeah. Yeah. An interesting character. 
as he's she in said, the final battle. He's in the final battle, which was so funny. He he whips out his sword and helps um save the day, which is quite he straight, he straight up murders people. Mm-hmm. I promise the sword fight, him doing that. He's standing beside police officers and they don't have any <laughs> any qualm about that. They're like, sure, let's yeah, exactly. kill these people. Yep. They definitely did forget the police officers at some point. Because mm-hmm. it yeah. We obviously think that he killed his uncle possibly the creepy rich guy because he has one of the sweets and he is very like would you like a sweet to Kate that's very evil villainy but he just wants to be a good stepfather which I think is quite nice yeah he's a bit weird but yeah who isn't yeah he, even when he finds out that Eleanor's a bit dodgy he still is like hi sweetie to Kate so I think he generally cares about Kate which is yeah. actually really nice yeah, yeah, because a lot of the time in entertainment we see the stepfather or the stepmother or the stepsisters, you know, we see yeah. these people as villains, but it was quite nice not to see that in the same way. While he's killing people, yeah. Yeah, I mean, not the best guy, but was he doing it for the right reasons? Quite possibly, possibly. yeah, and he does care about, he treats Kate well enough. He gets arrested for killing somebody with a sword and then turns up to a party with a sword. Yeah, how's, how? <laughs> because Bye. he's rich. What? He's rich. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, shall we move on to Yelena Bolova, played by yeah. Florence Pugh? Yes. Who Marvel actually, there's Marvel are talking about Black Widow movie mm-hmm. and trying to get that um, nominated for an Oscar. Wow. So they're, they're trying to bid it, but they're trying to get um, Scott Johansson's best actress. They're trying to get Florence's Florence Pugh, um, Rachel Weiss, and David Harbour all is supporting. They're trying to, they're like bidding, trying to get that for every single Oscar, which wow. also Sony's doing for Spider Man. Yeah. So we'll see how that works out. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. So Yuena's a good character. I like Yuena. Yes. She is. Her sister's sister, <laughs> you know. I mean, they are family, and we see interestingly. Um, we do see uh time has passed considerably, yeah. and she has developed and grown as a person since we saw her in Black Widow. We see her accents change slightly. It's mm-hmm. got less Russian. Yeah, which I think it's quite a good acting choice. Yeah. Um, I think my favourite part of the whole series was the part where we see her perspective from the blip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we see her still trying to save the widows. Yeah, which was which lovely. Nice. Yeah. And then we get the comedy of she tries to save her. She's like, yeah, I wasn't under mind control. <laughs> so she goes to the bathroom. Yeah. And we find out. And she just disappears and comes back to life. It's been five years. Yeah. That's, like, that was the first time. Like, oh, wait, that actually just happened to so many people. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. She <laughs> blames Clint for Natasha's death, which understandable because no one was there. No one knows what happened on that cliff edge, um, apart from Clint. And I mean, why would you talk about that moment? Probably one of the worst things that's ever happened in your life. <laughs> I wonder how much the public knows about the actual events of that game. They won't. That's the thing. Yeah, They'll hardly they just, know anything. Yeah. Of course, she's hired by Contessa Valencia Alguera de Fontaine. Um, Look at that pronunciation. That was masterful. It was not. But um, <laughs> so she, at the end of Black Widow, we see her at Natasha's grave and she's like, 
here, don't kill your sister. And of course, we see her in Falcon Winter Soldier trying to recruit new, new, new in brackets, Captain America, who's not actually Captain America. So people think she might be starting off like a Dark Avengers, like a new, because mm. she is trying to get one of each of the Avengers. Oh, there's also the Young Avengers, but if they're setting up the future, well, yeah. the comes these. We see that Kate's mum has hired her to kill Clint. Yeah. And she tells Kate, which I think was quite nice of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was quite decent. I wasn't expecting that much from her, but yeah, she did. Yeah. They had a good review of um, when she, in the first battle when she turns around with the mask off and it's like she chucks she chucks Kate off the roof, but she's attached to a wire. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's just, it's like mirroring, of course, Natasha dying off her cliff. Yeah. But then she, Kate's like, actually, I saved her, you didn't save, which was quite dark. I love in your slideshow you have written down macaroni. Just on its own, just macaroni. <laughs> that was really, like, she breaks into a house and makes macaroni. It's and so like, funny. It's just such a mood. It's very Villanelle. Yeah. <laughs> um, her whole character in this was Villanelle. I don't know if you've seen Killing Eve, but um, Villanelle breaks into Eve's apartment and asks her for Shepard's pie. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I just want to eat food with you. And then yeah, that's exactly the same. Exactly. Total mirror, which was quite nice, which is maybe why people ship Kate and Yelena. Yes. That which we will not more. get into. Yeah, we shouldn't. It's a whole thing because yeah. the comics and the whole Young Avengers comics and Kate being ace and stuff. Yeah. Which would be good representation, but then people are getting annoyed at it because people are shipping them. It's a whole Twitter war. Yeah, which we get with everything. So yeah, we'll try positive vibes. Yeah, um, yeah. Their their friendship is really cool. Yeah, it's really cute. I thought yeah. it was just a cute friendship, and yeah. I really like that. Yeah, and I I mean we talked about this slightly earlier. We have that fight, and they they compliment each other, and it's very similar to No Way Home when all Spider Men yeah. are just fangirling over each other. It's the same kind of thing here, and that was really lovely to see and kind of girls are often perceived as being quite bitchy and yeah tearing each other down which I mean we've all experienced that haven't we and I think now we're trying to get past that and try make an encouraging environment where we're not having to compete with each other or anything like that and I think that because they did this in the show I think that will really help to prevent that for younger generations to come yeah I think Yelena is one of, I feel like, the first human characters, and Kate, of course, who are just like, just there, there's no romance, it's just nice. Yeah, exactly. A fleshed-out character. That is a totally fair answer. I mean, we've chatted about this lots, but why is it in every, well, not every Marvel movie, but a lot of Marvel movies, all the female characters have to be involved romantically or have a, a romantic love interest? Yeah, well, until 2015, there was only one superhero. There was a woman, but I shall not talk about that. It's a, it's a great content as a Marvel fan. So this was a really nice TV show. Yeah. Shall we talk about Maya? Yes, we shall. A deaf character. like Yeah. And she uses sign language. Yeah. Which is good. Um, I think that's really important to see. She tries to talk to Clint and sign language and when she realizes that he's got a hearing aid mm-hmm. she t- she unties his hands when she's captured so he can sign not realizing that he can't sign which was 
really nice because she understands the struggles of it, even though they're on different sides. Interestingly, um, I've just looked up the actress, Alakwa Cox, I think that's how you pronounce her name. There's going to be a spin-off series oh, called a... Echo, which oh. focuses on her character. That's good. She's good fighting skills. It's established that she's like really strong. She trained from a young age, just like Kate. Mm-hmm. Um, for different reasons, because her dad was a gang, and of course, Ronan killed her dad. Yeah. So Hawkeye killed her dad. It's and she's revenge. She's out for revenge, and it's good. It's not a mistaken identity. It's a mistaken identity. The fact that Kate killed her dad, but it was literally yeah. Clint that killed her dad, and he can't. He has no reason for it. He was just angry. Yeah. And we see how much his anger destroyed people's lives because yeah. in game he goes around killing many people and it's not really acknowledged how he is killing so many people yeah yeah she is also um she has a prosthetic leg yeah an amputated leg which i think this was i really enjoyed seeing you know this being represented and not it wasn't hindering her we see her thrive uh-huh. just as anyone would and she does all these martial arts and things as well which was I really appreciated that and having that representation because we don't we're seeing more of it now but yeah broadly we don't have a lot of that at all she was such a badass and that's yeah she was so cool and yeah and she I mean she's the boss of yeah. the gang yeah. questionably um yeah. she thinks she is and she should be Kazi um Played by Frey Fee, um, was the sign language translator. That was nice. Yeah. Um, he he's like there to like translate to the other to the tracksuit gang. But at the start, we don't see him struggles the power. But then we actually find out he's backstabbing her to try and get more power, which is worse. Yeah, and it's interesting because he is seen as the most level-headed. Yeah. Like member of the mafia even more level-headed than Maya, which is interesting. Yeah. He doesn't have that drive to kill, obviously, because it wasn't his dad. But, of course, he doesn't want to find out that he was resp- kind of responsible for that, which is really... I think that was the saddest part of the whole series, that someday she trusted somebody that probably tells her most of what information she gets about the world, because most people don't speak sign language. So she probably relies on him so heavily to like to translate what is happening to her for someday... Yeah. Like that to betray her trust so much is the, the worst kind of betrayal, no matter what the relationship is. Yeah, I mean, they grew up together in the same karate class, and yeah. that's how he learned ASL, would presumably be from in that karate class and growing up with yeah. her and having a childhood best friend or whatever. They're close. Yeah, they're close. And that's a connection that is very hard to break, but yeah. yeah. I, whether, I don't know if it was broken though, because he kind of when he's when he when he's dying, yeah, he kind of looks like he's okay. It's you need yeah. to do what you need to do, like understand. Yeah, which is good. It was him, him or her. He, yeah, he wanted her to leave, but she couldn't. Yeah, yeah. Kingpin. Oh, Kingpin. Of course, Kingpin. From Daredevil, another Daredevil reference. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel is strongly saying Daredevil in the MCU for some reason. Mm-hmm. But why not? Interesting. Um, he's, of course, he betrayed Maya and he betrayed Kate's mum and he betrayed a lot of people. That's his main job. He's not in it much. 
he's not a nice man, but no. we do see that he actually cares for Maya, which it's is interesting nice. again, because it kind of reminds me of that, well, Jack and Kate. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it kind of similarities there, which was lovely to see, but at the same time, he's not. He's not a good guy. No. He might not be dead. This is true. And we don't then see him get shot in the face because it's a 12. But in the comics, I think, she shoots his eyes out in one of the comics. So he might not be dead. He might just be fine. Yeah. It was quite dark for us to shoot him in the the first place Mm -hmm. in the final battle, which I think we should... Shall we talk about the final battle in general? Yeah, sounds good. So it was split into three, four parts. Um, so of course we have first we've got they all arrive at the party. Yeah. And we see they have people Kat- in place with uh, communications comms, um, to talk to each other. Who are the LARPers? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, and they're positioned in place to keep an eye out for all the people that they're looking for. Yeah, and then we get Kazzy trying to shoot Kate's bum. Yeah. <laughs> and- yeah. Kate tries to save her and of course then we see Yelena walk in mm-hmm. and Kate and Yelena have the big fight saying yeah. are you still going to kill Kellen? He's like yeah but we can go for drinks afterwards so yeah. it was big t- <laughs> that was and so funny and of course they give feedback, we have the costume reveal of she slaps her and she's like what was that for? Yeah. And then we get the costume reveal, she pulls her jacket off she's got the Hawkeye costume, that was quite a good costume reveal that whole elevator scene was just the funniest thing ever. And it reminded me, someone in our accommodation presses all the buttons in the lift. So you, And there's 17 floors in our ah. block. So it's, yeah, interesting. No, it was very childish. I feel like it showed the characters very well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's The actresses are both the same age, but they just... One few makes it, she seems more mature and more yeah. experienced in life and actually good for the character. And while yeah. Kate Bishop seems more experienced. And of course, Elena kind of wins that fight because she jumps out the window. Because we get the impression that Elena would kill Kate if she wanted to, but she doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's um, there's rumours for Black Widow 2 starring um, Hayley Steinfield and Florence Pure. Yeah, I heard about this as well. Um, I don't believe all the rumours, but. Most of them have actually been true recently, so of course Spider-Man and all the other rumors. So we'll see. And then of course we get Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. We get he's in the suit and we get that costume reveal. But first we get him stuck in a Christmas tree, just to remind us it's Christmas time. Yep, yeah, and there's an owl. There's an owl for some reason. Not yeah. a hawk. I know. I was why? At the same time, it was very cute. And then Kate, of course, just blows up the tree, like makes it timber. Yep, yeah, he uh, that was so funny. And she was says, Oh, I'm not gonna say it, you don't want me to say it. And then she says it and it's yeah funny. Yeah, and of course we get the ice rink. Mm-hmm. So they're fighting, they use all the trick arrows, we get the many, many tracksuit people who they kill quite a lot, but because they're only in tracksuits and we don't know them personally, it doesn't matter. The heroes can kill as many people as they want. But it's a t- it's a TV show that happens all the time. It's I think it's I think through all of the Marvel movies, especially with the Avengers, mm-hmm. that all the Avengers don't try, try not to kill people, mm-hmm. apart from Clint and Natasha, who shoot people constantly. Yeah. And it continues with that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about jurisdiction, but I feel like they should, no, nobody should have been shot in this situation. No, no. Um, it was very illegal. Yeah. Which comes on to the Whoppers. Yep. 
who are firefighters, police officers, yep. who could help in a yeah. legal way, but don't they dress up in costumes and attack those sorts, mm-hmm. which was really funny. Yeah, and th- yeah, I mean, their whole section is just to give some light humour. <laughs> the authors were just funny because they act as how I think we would act if the Avengers were in our society. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's a thick theme for all that how the Avengers would act, how people would treat the Avengers, yeah. how Thanos would write, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. So Bit of reflective of our society and our world today. Dark comedy that tells us about social situations, plus it's Christmas. Yeah. And you like, Avengers musical? Yeah, so this was written by Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman, who interestingly wrote Hairspray, the musical. The music for <laughs> Hairspray. So... Make of that what you will. Um, it was so low budget, like the costumes are atrocious. Mm-hmm. Like considering, like if you look at any other modern day stuff, like Hamilton, right? Um, I'm not surprised at the same time though, because I think they were trying to modernize it and keep it down to the people and kind of yeah. take the piss of out of it. Basically, it was really funny. Um, I like the Ant Man's here because even though he technically wasn't an Avengers movie. Somebody's seen him when he went back in time and said, yes, yeah, so Ant-Man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> because Scott was just walking about New York during the Battle yeah. of New York. Yeah, 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 which yeah. Which is right. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's very games. cool. I, I, I hadn't put that together. This goes back to the whole time travel in Endgame. It doesn't make any sense if you actually like time travel. Yeah. But let's not go into that because, yeah. Um, end of credit was two minutes long. I just that. Um, it wasn't a tease for anything else, which annoyed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think when you, I mean, these two men have written yeah. a serious, well, serious, um, yeah. air quotations, piece of music. You know, that it's not very easy writing a musical song and then they get these actors during lockdown, during COVID, right? Yeah. And they're like, okay, I know you're not getting any of your shows, how would you like to act in this fake musical for a Marvel TV show? And yeah. so it's giving these people work. And why on earth would you just show a minute of it when you could show the whole thing? I totally value yeah. like the work behind this because this would have been a whole day of filming probably for them. So yeah. it, I, I, was I understand. Yeah, I was glad. I wanted to see more. It would have been funny. It's like, have you seen Monsters, Inc.? Yeah. You know, at the end, they put on the production of Put That Thing Back Where It Came From, or So Help Me, and it's basically their whole story. It would have been nice if we had seen wee clips of the rest of the musical and how they showed it. Um, But at the same time, COVID and... Yeah. I'm really interested to know what the public knows about each origin story. Yeah. Like, who are these random people? Mm-hmm. and stuff I love the lyric and Lord knows it easy on the eyes like I must have laughed at that point because yep. I'm like one of these people are dead yeah <laughs> like it was like, I the writing was very clever and humorous yeah. and they knew what they were doing and they were taking the piss out of it it was yeah. great I it enjoyed great. it for what it was yeah just lighthearted musical totally which we needed in this situation this year so reviews it scored 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is very decent. It did that very well. Good. Every other kind of 
review that we've read has been very positive. Yeah. The only thing that you would say, Louise, yeah. um, that you've gathered is... People were annoyed with the Marvel Universe, really with Kingpin, how a teenager took him down. Mm-hmm. They got very annoyed at that. Um, and people got annoyed at Agent 19. Yeah. That sparked the whole, are these TV shows in the MCU debate, which gets quite toxic at some points. But apart from that, everybody loved it, I think. That's good. The general consensus of the internet. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, uh, we'll just get on to our reviews just yeah. now. I thought the finale episode was really well written and everything was tied off very neatly. There weren't any loose ends apart from the kingpin thing, which we'll yes. probably see more of in some form. Yeah, I thought it was good. It tied up. It was a nice standalone, but connected. Yeah. It didn't give us any cliffhangers, which is actually quite nice. Yeah. Considering how much of Marvel cliffhangers nowadays. Yeah. Um, the costumes, I loved the action, was great. It had a you know, silliness the whole way through. Yeah. It was serious. It had important themes. All the characters just... were really strong, and we saw some familiar faces and how they... Yeah. interact with other characters yeah um, they talked a lot about my favorite character who was dead which was a nice reminder <laughs> because who doesn't love that yeah they're really, they're really milking this whole fact that she's dead mm-hmm. like, this is a point just want to make a general marvel do you know how many times i've seen the clip of natasha romana falling off that clip and things that aren't actually in game they love to remind us of that constantly yeah and it's just I love that. And then they just ignore Captain America, who might be dead. We, we don't, don't know. No, we don't know. We do not know. Person of the day. Today, it is Jamila Jamil. So we are aware that she is not in Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. um, we didn't want to limit ourselves just to people who have been in the TV show, although I'm sure a lot of these people we could have put as a person of the day. Yeah. Within, I think it was the last week, I saw something that she had brought up on her Instagram story or whatever. Um, and I just thought, right, she needs to be our next person of the day. So some fun facts about her and the reason why she is our person of the day. When she was 22, she worked as an English teacher for foreign students in London. Oh, that's good. It's really good. She was a DJ on BBC Radio 1 at some point. And she, yeah, and she was the first woman in history of the network, BBC, I think, um, to host the official charts. So that's 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 pretty big. She had never acted before she acted in The Good Place. She had never had any acting experience before until she played uh, Tahani. And of course, probably her biggest fact, she founded the iWay community, which raises awareness about social issues and mobilizes activism so yeah she's a very cool person and to release it back to marvel she mm. is going to be in she hulk yeah very excited about that she hulk looks good yeah what i've hate for that as well but it'll be good it'll be i'm looking forward to it it'll be an, I, i'm just looking forward to all of it to be honest i'm interested to see what they do and to be honest the three series that they've just released have been amazing so they have I'm if the if they're all gonna come out like that, I I'm quite happy. Yeah. There was news for um America Chavez. Um they released one of her costume, a picture of her costume, mm. and it had a pride flag on it. So that was news for all the comic book fans and all the people who are hoping that they actually we don't know if they'll actually acknowledge it in Marvel. Mm-hmm. 
of course, they had had some great breakups up in, in Eternals, but uh, so far, we'll see what happens. Yep. Marvel's still playing to the whole global audience, so. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting better. Yeah, they are getting Let's better. Just say, like, they're getting better. Yeah, we appreciate while, them. But it's getting better. Yeah. That's all we have time for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And next time we'll be talking about... Killing Eve up for the next season, which is coming out soon. But we'll go back and talk about the seasons before. Yeah. So if you haven't watched any of it, I would highly suggest that you binge the first three seasons. They are epic, starring Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer and Fiona Shaw. Yes. Based on some books. And yeah, go away and watch it. And then yeah. tune in for our podcast. Featuring American intelligence agent and a Russian assassin. Who doesn't love that? Yeah, very hockey. Yeah. So we'll see you all next time. Stay safe, everyone. Bye. Bye.